Hello? How are you, Mario? It's Patrick. Oh, Patrick, listen, I was trying to get you earlier. Who have we got lined up this week? You're going to love it. Great. You know Conor Moore, the impressionist? Conor Moore? Yeah, your man. I think he's from Mullingar. He does an impression of Gerlach Nan. You would not believe he is priceless. Have you seen that one? Yeah, no. Yeah, I have, yeah. no. And his Joe Brawley is, he does a Joe Brawley that is absolutely fantastic as well. It's hilarious. You don't do Joe Brawley, sure you don't? No, I don't. I don't. You, Patrick, well, listen, what, 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 what are you doing? Conor Moore. Conor Moore. Yeah. An impressionist. What am I? You're an impressionist. Yeah, well. he's my competition as well. I'm, look, you're bringing my competition into the podcast. He's often ahead of something. I just thought it might get you out there a bit. It's I know, whoa, 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 get me out there. Yeah, he's huge online. He has literally millions of hits. What are you talking, this guy's agent. I don't want impressionists. I don't want him. I don't want any other impressionists. No fucking way. What a load of bollocks. He actually really looks up to you. What? He actually looks up to you. Like, he says you're one of his inspirations, but, like, don't worry about it. I'll call him. I'll give him No, no, wait, 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 wait. What, did, did you, what do you mean, inspirations? Yeah, like, he loves you. He, like, he thinks you're a really good impressionist. Really? Yeah, but anyway, don't worry. No, 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 no. Do you know what? No, no, no. It's a bit late now. Do you know what? I think he'd be a great guest. Really? I love supporting new talent. It's important to me, okay? You know that. You know the way I am about new talent. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll book yeah. him. I personally, brilliant. I think it's going to be a brilliant interview. Have yeah. you heard his Tiger Woods? Yeah, shut up about his Tiger. I just tell him to say the inspiration stuff. Grant. Take. Well, all jokes aside, Conor Moore is an impressionist that I've been following for quite a while now since he burst onto the scene uh, with his fantastic impressions a few years ago, particularly with characters from the golfing world, um, but also loads in GAA and pretty much everybody he does, really. And I have huge admiration for him. He's a very talented guy. And obviously, there was a bit of crossover between the two of us as well. So I thought that would be interesting um, to explore, and uh, but also to have some crack with. And I think that's what we achieved. And when we caught up for our chat, not only did he share some great impressions, as you'd expect, but he also told some great behind-the-scenes stories from his career to date, which some of them were totally new to me. He said to me, he goes, do me. And I was like, oh, man, uh, you know, I feel pretty good uh, this morning. You know, my back feels good. And, uh, but the conditions are really, really tough out there. And he kind of, he just looks at me and goes, fuck, dude, you sound just like me. <laughs> he also said to me, he goes, dude, you're Conor McGregor. I was like, listen, Tiger, I'll slap the face off you, keep it up, you know what I'm saying? I'll come into the golf game, I'll take the whole fucking thing over, brother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, damn, that, that dude is tough. And then COVID hits. And I go from kind of Oprah Winfrey show to uh, a guy like doing hostage videos in his, in his apartment. Yeah. I was literally, I may as well have been just vlogging. I'm asking people to stay positive very, very soon. We'll be able to That's go back out. The, the wet pubs will open. And when they do, <laughs> never will so much be drank by so few. That is <laughs> one of your best. And you don't want to miss this interview coming up in just a couple of minutes. But first, this. Shh, shut up, will you? Shut up, will you? What if we're caught? Nobody's going to catch us in here, okay? Come on, lads. Our name would be Dort. They won't find us in here, okay? Jesus. Break out the stuff, will you? Yeah, got it. We're talking. music. Of course I did. We play it off me phone. Get this, yeah? Come on, lads. This is going to be epic, lads. Really looking forward to this. I miss this so much. Just getting together, you lads. Every week, you know? We're ready to get started. Yeah. on the music. Yeah. Let's go, lads. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Your own time, Father. Okay, Father. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. 
I would like to welcome you all to a very special Easter Mass here in Mixer's Shed in Blanchardstown. Peace be with you. And, and also, also with, with you. you. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift, lift them up to the Lord. Lord. Thanks to the Lord. What the oh, f- Jesus, lads, it's the cops! Put everything away! Oh, Jesus, get Mixer. them down! Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Father, just stay calm, everybody. Give us a start, get the dress, will you? Dress, give us a start. Everybody down, everybody down, you're all under arrest. Okay, lads, what the hell is going on in here? Nothing, 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 nothing. We heard there's a mass going on in this neighbourhood. <laughs> a mass? Oh, mass, no, no way. No way, no. All units, this is Tango 3. We have a suspected John 316 in progress in the Blanchardstown area. Over. Roger that, Tango 3. Proceed with caution. Right, lads, tell the truth. Tell the truth and the judge will go easy on you. You'll be out in two to three, lads. Now, is there a mass going on here or not, lads? No, 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 way, no, 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 no fucking no way, guard. No. So what the hell is going on in here, lads? We were having a drink, guard. A drink? Yeah, yeah. Are you saying this is a she-bean? Uh, yeah. Well, why didn't you fucking say so, lads? What? Tango 3, all units, stand down, situation neutralised. Roger that. Right, lads, I'll have a pint of lock. Ambrose? Yeah, yeah. Sergeant. Yeah. Two pints of lager there, lads. Uh, we, we only have wine, Gert. Ah, sure, a bit of Cabernet Savage non never hurt anybody. Eh, hey, Ambrose? <laughs> they have some bar snacks here as well. Can I tuck into these, lads? Yeah, uh, far away, Gert. Uh, they're the new Tato uh, uh, Wafos. Ah, it's lovely. Jesus, lads, I'll tell you something for nothing now. I could have sworn you were having a mass here. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 Gert. No, 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 no fucking way, Gert. What the hell is that? Uh, last orders? Well played to you, boy. Give us another bottle of that stuff. Jesus, that's great stuff. Some might say, funny cause it's true. Actually, I didn't even know where that was going. I thought that might have been a sketch about Dublin GAA footballers in some clandestine early morning training session. It could be anything these days. But there you go. Brand new comedy every week on the Mario Rosenstock podcast and exclusive to the Mario Rosenstock podcast. Anyway, thanks for coming in here to check out this new podcast of mine. If you're liking what you hear, go on, hit that follow or subscribe button, share it with your friends, spread it around, tell a few people about it, as a few of you already have been doing. Um, Thanks for all your comments on Twitter at GiftGrubbedMario. And um, thanks for your comments on Facebook at Mario Rosenstock. And also, thanks for your personal comments because I gave out my um, personal email, mariorosenstock at gmail.com. And a lot of you got in touch. I think um, uh, that was a really interesting uh, thing. I'll just name a few of you here. Maria Byrne, thanks a million for all your lovely comments. Damien Molino, same to you. Jane Collins, you very much enjoyed the Raj interview last week, as an awful lot of you did. Um, I think you saw a side to Raj that hadn't been sort of seen before. I knew he was always an intense and interesting uh, character. And Jane says, I remember running out for my, my final UL exams in May 2000 to watch the Munster Northampton final. And really interesting to hear Roger's honest reflection um, about the whole thing. Honesty and humour combined is a winning combination. Thanks, Mario. Joan Dempsey also enjoyed that. Podrick Sherry is enjoying the first two episodes. Ian Dempsey and Rog. I uh, hope you enjoy today's, Podrick. Um, Aidan O'Donoghue got in uh, touch. Yes, Aidan, I will do that thing for you for your student in Bandon. Just get in touch with me and I'll try and do that. Uh, and people with podcasts got in touch with me as well. They enjoyed it and they were telling me about their own podcasts, such as Alex Rowley, young 17-year-old who has his own podcast, and Dinny Stapleton, who has his own podcast podcast invited me on his podcast so we are a community out here and uh, do get in touch at mario rosenstock at uh, gmail.com uh, but now listen it's time to introduce the brilliant the talented the hilarious 
Ian Poulter? Well, you know, Mario, I've got to say, it's an absolute honour for you to have me on this podcast. Uh, I am Ian Poulter after all, you know, the greatest player that's ever lived. <laughs> that's great. You're totally inside that character. You inhabit it. Oh, it's brilliant. I love him. He's a great fella. There's something you capture about Poulter, which is the essence of the man, the bulgy eyes, the smacking of the chest, the passion. But he's also that cheeky chappy, isn't he? And uh, you just, every, just the moment you make, you open your mouth, it just makes you laugh. Yeah, it, 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 he's he's my version of Jerlock Nan in golf. You know, yeah. I often say like in GA, like, would I be where I am if I didn't have Jerlock Nan? Because he was like my go-to character every week when I couldn't think of anything. I just do Jerlock Nan. Was Jerlock Nan the, 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 your starter? Because he, I, um, I've also written him down as one of the amazing characters you do. Where when you do him, it's like an appearance in the room. It's like a ghost has come into the room, and it's Jerlock Nan. Yeah, and when I was doing him, and obviously Loch Nan, it's it's kind of something. When I started doing the impressions, uh, I was trying to nail the the accent all the time and thinking whatever. You soon realise then after you get the accent, it needs to be funny and it needs to be a caricature. And some of them now I know I, I kind of nail the accent, but the, my best ones and everyone's favourites are the ones where it's an exaggeration, like which you know it's an impression. And Loch Nan is like that, where it's he's got the shoulders up and the whole lot. Now Jer has a kind of voice where he's like. You know, I thought Tipperary was very good out there today. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, but my juror is like, oh, that's it. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? What a game of holding out there today. I mean, did you see a man break his two legs? Wasn't it just beautiful stuff? <laughs> huh? just, he'd be looking to be alive at the end of the game. Huh? And then when I, when I was doing the golf, Poulter became Jerlick Nan in golf for me. And I yeah. think you always need that kind of character like, to, to help you out. So like, if I'm stuck... Yeah. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do for the Golf Channel next week. I'll just yeah. go and do Poulter. Yeah. And does and Poulter it, immediately get the laughs, just guaranteed? I, I actually said to him, I interviewed him last year, and I said, when I do a live gig in America for the golf, you know the way the Ryder Cup team, they pick certain people to go first? Ian Poulter always goes first. <laughs> and I always start off, oh, well, and the whole place starts laughing. But I often say again, like, and people, like what I find crazy is people say, that Ian Poulter is the best impression. It's so Ian Poulter. But if you put the two of them up together, my Ian Poulter is a complete exaggeration of Ian. Ian's kind of even deeper voice, uh, you know, like, you know, I thought it was a good guy. You know, I don't even have that kind of nail, but it's the whole energy of the man that, you know, well, you know, obviously playing with Tiger Woods, you know, I mean, you get a bit nervous when you're playing with the greatest player of all time, but I, uh, I thought Tiger handled those nerves pretty well. You know, uh, yeah, as it's his attitude that you encapsulate in his voice. He's got this yeah, attitude. And, and, and Lachnan is the exact same. And it's like, as someone said to me one day, they're like, it's nearly, it's not actually how Lachnan is or how Poulter is. It's more how you'd like to think they are. Yeah. You know, like when the camera turns off, like I had Ger Lachnan in Thailand. I had him in those bars in Thailand, you know, those crazy bars. I was going in like paying the, these people to be in the videos and stuff. And I was driving around on a scooter. I went up to the Buddhas and um, up the mountains. I remember coming out pretending I was drunk and these guys looking at me. And I remember my relatives were there. They were like nearly petrified for me. I came out drinking and I kind of shouted at this, this Buddha fella. What are you looking at? Huh? Like it was just part of the sketch, but he, he was looking at me, you know, and I was kind of going, you, know, you could get killed here kind of. But uh, I remember I met him. I did a gig there about two or three years ago and I met him down in Clare and uh, he's got these big, sh- the big shoulders, the big head. He actually walked over to my brother and he goes, ah, you're making a cunt of me. Huh? <laughs> my brother was like, because <laughs> it's not me. He's over there. So they called me over. I walked over. I was like, how's it going? And uh, I actually just said to him, I was like, I, look, I, first off, I just want to say thanks because I'm, I'm making a living off you. One, two, I hope you don't mind. And he goes, mind? Huh? He says, I hope you make millions. Huh? 
Yeah, I believe yeah. you had me in Thailand and all sorts of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. The other thing I wanted to ask you about as well in relation to impressions, um, uh, uh, Connor, is do you feel, you know the way somebody goes, I'm doing an impression of somebody and somebody will text in or whatever and go, that sounds nothing like the guy you're doing. Or somebody will go, that sounds nothing like that person. And then it always dawned on me over a period of time that there are three or four different versions of anybody you might do. 110%. Like, a quick example of that is like when you do Joe Brawley. And you could have Joe Brawley on Clareburn Live and he's, well, you know, let me tell you, you know, about the DUP, you know. Don't cut me off, Mario. Don't cut me off. He can flip over to the, yeah. how dare you know? That's an absolute, a total disgrace, you know. You know, he can be very placid, you know, you know, he can tell a great story. And a great, you know, I was done drinking with the Dublin Lads. What a wonderful, I mean, my wet dream of a football team there, you know, the attacking <laughs> football. And then all of a sudden, you know, when he's complaining about something, he's going like that. And obviously, the man himself, Tommy Tiernan, is very like that. Like, we have now two Tommy Tiernans, you know, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, Tommy, you know, the fucking up there in Kalorgan now with the ghost, you know, the mad Tommy. And now it's kind of like, you know, Jesus Christ, Mario, it's a real pleasure talking to you, you know, I mean, I'm tell you about my childhood, you know, I grew up now in the town in Navan, you know, in yeah. the house, yeah. the side exactly. of the grassy mountain. Exactly, exactly, Connor. There's there's several different sides to people. It's it's um yeah. it's like I say about Michael D. Higgins as well. I mean, obviously he's a an impression that any any of any of us people who do impressions usually uh, can, can can get fairly well. But within Michael D. Higgins, I've always found that there's several different types of Michael D. Higgins. So, for example, um, I based the original Michael D. Higgins not on Michael D. Higgins. I based him on my grandmother, and my grandmother used to sound like Michael D. Higgins. So she used to sound like very like that, and it was very sympathetic, and it was. Very I don't know, there was an artistic quality to it and there used to be the pronunciation of the words almost in an English, almost in an English artsy way, right? So that was his first thing. But then the second thing was, then he had this r- loud, rambunctious, which I call soccer hooligan, Michael D. And he there, well, I would like to say to you, Connor Moore, that it's all very well for you to be doing your impressions <laughs> yeah. and making a fortune out of it. But how much money are you paying in taxation? <laughs> And then there's a third Michael D, which is what I call the American, the American Michael D. He actually can change his voice and adapt to situations himself. Like he was over in America and he was going, I've been wandering around America into places like Kansas. And I have to say that people who support Trump are a bunch of wankers as far as I'm concerned. How many Michael D's are there? And so there are a lot of different versions of, of who you do. Oh, massively. There's all like, even I tell you, like one person that like, I would like been obviously a massive fan of the gift group growing up. Um, when you were doing Mourinho, yeah, um, very even, even just I suppose the voice hasn't changed all that much, but his demeanor, my Mourinho is different to yours in terms of you got Mourinho like at the the really kind of cool, suave, young, and fantastic, very special. He's nice. amazing technical. <laughs> yeah. He's very nice. It's very nice. But Connor, it is very nice that you can also do Jose Mourinho. I mean, I think I, he's, I think um, I think is fantastic to to talk to Jose. You you are a much more happier Jose than I am. Yes, you are a little bit depressed. I think a little bit sad, a little bit I gloomy. Think, you know, Mario's Jose. I used to be special. <laughs> <laughs> 
I used to be special and now I'm yeah. a specialist in value. See, I'm listening to that Jose Mourinho now and I just think that's fucking fantastic because I actually can hear, I actually think your, your Mourinho is, 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 is much more, like, in a sense, accurate than mine. So I think, or, or maybe it's just more modern. So I think that's a fantastic impression myself. But I think it's on that. It's kind of like he's, he's half, uh, he's much quieter, more monotone now than he yeah. was before because yeah. my original Mourinho would have been yours. Mm, I would have been yeah. just listening to but I'm going to yeah. special. Yeah, I mean, listen, to be honest with you, if Ian Dempsey said to me, right, uh, Mario, we've got to have Gerlock Nan. He's uh, Gerlock Nan has run for president and we've got to just get Gerlock Nan tomorrow because he's actually got 68% first preference votes and it looks like he's going to be president. I'm going to be going, well, Ian, I'm afraid, I'm sorry about that because you're fucked because I, I can't do Gerlock Nan that well and I'm not going to fucking <laughs> compare my Gerlock Nan with Connor fucking Moore. So the only thing I'll be able to do is go off and do an impression of Connor Moore's Gerlock Nan. Is that good enough for you? <laughs> So that's the other way, you know. <laughs> and that that does happen. Like, do you know, yeah. it's like when I started, one of my first Roy Keens was uh, radio. I find Keen real hard to do. But like I would have started off when I started doing impressions, like I was doing your impressions, mm. you know, and I was doing Apre Match impressions. Mm. And I would have just thought, oh, I'm just doing impressions, you know, when mm. I was starting out. Mm. But it's not like you kind of have to, you go find your own character. For me to go and do like Radio Roy is just doing, I'm doing Mario Rosenstock's Roy Keen character. Mm. Mm. And that's the thing that I learned as I was going along, the importance of the characters. That yes. like the voices are grand. And listen, you can get a big bunch of views on doing brilliant voices and stuff like that. Uh, but it's it, it's building the character around them or even the story around them. Yeah, yeah. But you've done that, Connor, because I saw you, uh, for example, in a, there was an off-the-ball roadshow and you were spinning all these stories out as Gerlach Nan. And what you were doing was you were melding the own experiences you've had with Gerlach Nan to tell your Gerlach Nan story. And that's when it becomes your own. Nobody else can take that from you. That's an original piece of work that you're dreaming up and thinking of. And then Gerlach Nan is interacting with you about it. So that was, that's, that was very interesting. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, in fairness, he is one of those characters that has, I, kinda, I feel like I owe him everything. One of the impressions that I think is, you know, it's, it's quite amazing, really, because I never would have even gone there. But you went there. The, the whole Tiger Woods thing. Tell me about the whole genesis of Tiger Woods thing. Um, that, that, how interesting. That's very, very interesting. The greatest player, most people would agree, ever to play golf. John Duggan in Today FM or, or Off the Ball would say, maybe not the greatest champion, but definitely the greatest player. And how did it come about that, one, you ended up doing Tiger Woods as an impression, which we'll come to later, but also you ended up meeting him and working with him. Yeah, when I was uh, 2018 around Christmas time, or 2017 Christmas, I decided I'm going to do a golf video. Because I watch all sports, like, and I, I'm not like, although I'm definitely more of a GA guy and played all the GA growing up and stuff and played for Mullingar Shamrocks. But like, always loved golf. Like, I'll watch soccer. Like, I'll watch anything. So I said I'm going to do a video. And uh, the video pretty much had about 12 impersonations that I worked on for about three months. So I gave myself from Christmas to the Masters because there was no point putting it out in January because golf kind of dips in and out of people's consciousness. It comes in in April when the Masters is on and people are starting to care about golf again. So I was like, on the Monday of the Masters, I'm going to put a video out with like 12 people. So there wasn't that many Americans in it and Tiger was on the list, but I couldn't get him. I couldn't get him. I was in... The, my little office room like watching him watching him watching him couldn't get him and I gave up my brother lives in the states and he said to me um how's the video coming along and this was like say Tuesday I think the video was to go out like six days later I says yeah no it's going grand I have everybody you know I think the polter's going to be good I actually did think polter's going to be good and I said I, I dropped tiger or whatever he how did you drop tiger he's like you got to get tiger I was like I don't have time to get tiger I've tried to get him I tried he said I would stop doing everybody now 
and accept them as they are. And I'd focus on Tiger for five days and see if you get him. And I did. And I'm not joking, Mario. I was in bed at night with the phone in my face like that. I was waking up in the morning, walking around the house. Oh, 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 oh man. Yeah, well, well. And I was trying to get it, trying to get it. And I, I, I remember I kind of, I did get it. I got enough of it. Yeah, like you sometimes did. you'll get an impression where you only have certain words with them yes, at the start, yes, but yes. as you keep practicing, you build it. Yes. So I had enough to yeah. say the conditions are really, really tough out there. You know, yeah, so it's, I said, it's the really, really, it's when you say really, really, you really <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he ends up anyway. So I do it in the video and that's all anybody's really talking about. And, and another actually is something I learned as well. I remember I didn't have uh, too many Americans in it. I didn't have Bubba Watson in it either. And I remember Rory's story said to me, you should do uh, Bubba Watson because uh, Bubba, I says, I, I, I can't get his accent. And he says, um, well, all he does is cry. So just have him crying. So I just had him crying. And lo and behold, most of the comments were, oh, you nailed Bubba. Bubba was the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Where people just want to be, you know, they want to laugh. So yeah. I do him anyway. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden I'm heading off. I'm heading into America and uh, I'm out in Orlando and I get a job at the Golf Channel. And then I end up doing the video for the Ryder Cup team. And someone from Bridgestone was watching the Golf Channel. I was doing an interview on the Golf Channel. And he was like, oh, holy shit, this guy is getting taken very seriously here. So he said, uh, he reached out to my agent and I was down in Mullingar and uh, my agent rang me and she says, uh, okay, we just got a request in like that Bridgestone uh, Golf want to do an ad. Oh, sorry. Just before I got a text from Bridgestone or a uh, Twitter and they said, hey, we have an opportunity. Would you like to talk to us? And I'm talking to my brother. I'm like, man, Bridgestone like want to do something with me. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. What do you think that is? I was like, I don't know, but I bet you I'll get a bunch of free golf balls off them. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about was the golf balls. So. Yeah. And lo and behold, we end up doing the ad with Tiger. And then uh, I remember the morning I, I was going there and I was pretty like nervous, but I was like, just play cool, play cool. I was walking in. When I walked in, then I'm kind of like, oh, well, Tiger, what's the crack? And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm playing it too cool. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. And we ended up, I go into the room anyway, and he asks my cousin, he says, um, my co I brought my cousin and my brother, because I was like, this is once in a lifetime stuff. If I can Absolutely. bring them, I'm bringing them. So Absolutely. we flew down to Atlanta and uh, we're in there. And he says, uh, so how did Connor start? my cousin is telling him about how I started doing the videos. And he's like, well, there was a fight, which is a true story. Because there was a fight in a GA match, uh, Tiger. Um, our club would be Mullingar Shamrocks, and we were playing against the Downs. And uh, there'd be no love lost, you know what I mean? And there was a bit of a fight anyway, and a fight, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Tiger's there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And Tiger got the rundown on the whole local Westmead GA scene. Everything that happened. And then I did the video off the back of this fight that, like, everyone loved. And that's what gave me the kind of the idea to go and do the impersonations. And then we went in and uh, he said to me, he goes, do me. And I was like, and I was like oh, he's like, do me, you know, before we start. And I was like, all right. And I was like, oh man, uh, you know, I feel pretty good uh, this morning. You know, my back feels good. And, uh, but the conditions are really, really tough out there. And he kind of, he just looks at me and goes, fuck, dude, you sound just like me. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, actually, he also said to me, he said, um, man, you did a great video with uh, like a girl or something. He actually watched the Jerlik Nan. Jerlik Nan. Did in he? Ennis he right. actually mentioned that video to me he said that was very funny and uh he also said to me he goes dude you're Conor McGregor and I was like uh he's like do McGregor I was like listen Tiger I'll slap the face off you keep it up you know what I'm saying I'll commit to the golf game I'll take the whole fucking thing over brother you know what I'm saying <laughs> he was like damn that, that dude is tough but actually how this actually I did a video of Tiger last year this kind of relates to you he laughed in the ad actually the ad was supposed to be him playing it straight. And when I got to Atlanta and I met the Bridgestone people and I met everybody, I'm sitting at the table. 
And the guy's like, so Tiger, you're going to do the impersonation. Tiger's going to play it really just straight and be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, play this ball. And he just walks off. And I was this the night before and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I thought Tiger was going to laugh in this. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. And the head of Bridgestone's across the table from me. And I don't know how I had, I, I don't know like what came over me to have the ball to say it. Cause like I nearly should have, like know my place. But I was like, I really think Tiger should laugh here. I think it'll look good for everybody. Now I didn't really give a shit how it looked for Tiger. I just wanted to make sure it looked good for me. Yeah. But I was like, if he doesn't laugh, you know what I mean? People might be like, uh, whatever. So we do the ad and the ad gets cut up and chopped. And the head of uh, Bridgestone, Dan Murphy, who's like one of the best guys I've ever met. He rings me up and he's like a bit devastated. He's like, yeah, the ad isn't it's not great tigers people they don't know whatever and i'm like dan i'm telling you he needs to laugh and he goes i says there's a lot of off cuts of him laughing yeah. because at the start he couldn't hold uh, he couldn't contain himself every time i went oh yeah dude you know i yeah. play the bridgestone ball too and he kept laughing so we had to go again and go again but these yeah. were all recorded so i'm like there's enough laughs there so they ended up chopping dan actually said it he goes yeah we thought about that so he cho- he takes the the laugh at the end and it made the entire ad. So it's 25 seconds of talking crap. And oh. then he laughs. And the whole golf world loved it. But what's funny about his laugh is me and my brother uh, that evening, we were like laughing at his laugh because yeah. he would laugh like. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a, I did a, for the Masters last year, I did a little video. I did him sitting at this table and I was talking about the Masters. And I was like, you know, and Paul Francesco went in the water. I was like, uh, <laughs> and there must have been three or four comments going. You bastard. You stole Mario Rosenstock's Radio Roy laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So all the greatest sportsmen have that laugh. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. It reminds me, that reminds me actually of when when I met Jose Mourinho. And so that was my, that was your Jose Mourinho moment. And Jose Mourinho goes, he says to me, do your Mick McCarthy, do your Mick McCarthy. I love your Mick McCarthy. And Jose put his hands over his eyes, right? And he, and he went, do you make McCarthy? And I'm there, all right, Jose, all right. Oh, <laughs> you can have your Twitter and your Facebook and your Snapchats and your Twitter and your Facebook. And Jose said, this is Mick McCarthy. This is Mick McCarthy speaking. It is Mick McCarthy speaking to me. Um, so again, madness, madness, madness. <laughs> you did the Patrick's Day impression there. How, how cool was he? Jose was... Uh, I mean, Jose. Jose was Jose was even cooler than I could possibly describe. I, I, I'll give it to you in 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 one minute. Um, he wore his scarf. There was twenty three millionaires in the room. He high fived me when I came into the room as Jose Mourinho. He sent them all to bed after I did my gig. We sat up for a bottle of wine with uh, Zhao Costa or whatever his, his partner is, 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 your man is. And we had a bottle of wine and he drank a bottle of wine with me. He looked wrecked. He looked wrecked because his eyes were all uh, tired from working, working their asses off all the time. And he had a lump, big lump of pseudocreme on his lips from cold sores, from just basically being run down. But beyond that, I mean, he looked like a superstar and he gave me a big like hug when I came into the room and took me by the the head and he went, I've been listening to your sketches all week. They're fantastic. My children, (laughs) we love your song, the Jose and the Technicolor. So, I mean, these guys are, are, you know, when you get when you get inside their ropes and it's inside their PR people, they're normal people with normal hearts and and normal attitudes, you know. Listen, I just want to change tack for a minute. I mean, um, are, are, are you based, if, this, if, what, if you weren't, if we didn't have this crazy year of COVID, would you be in America now living and working? And uh, I believe you started a bar or you, you, you have a share in a bar or, or co-owned a bar or co-own a bar. Is that correct? Yeah, well, what happened was two years ago, I, I did a J1. Like everybody did a J1, went to New York like for like two summers and stuff. And I loved New York, fell in love with it. And I was like, 
but I was always working in New York. I was always like, I always dreamed of like living in New York and not having to work all the time. So I ended up, I just decided, I'm like, you know what? Two years ago when I got the Golf Channel gig for the second year, I says, I'm going to move to New York. And I told everybody like, they're asking me to move to New York, you know? Yeah, they think I should be in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to move to the States. You know, even though nobody wanted me to go anywhere, I only had a, a few videos to do for them for the year. So I moved to New York and I got a, an apartment in the middle of Midtown, right? I was literally, my building touched like the Empire State Building. And when I was there, I always hung out. It's amazing when you're over there, you actually, you think it's, oh, it's going to be great crack, but I was always in the long haul bar. And if I didn't have that bar, I'd say it would have been quite a lonely year when I look back on it. That bar was, you walk into it and everyone is Irish in it. The Guinness is flown. And like the crack, you could, I could walk in there on Saturday and drink tea all day. So I stayed there and then I came home for the Open. Shane Lowry obviously won the Open and that was incredible. And I didn't go back. And then I got the, the Conor Moore show with the Golf Channel. And one of the prerequisites was that I had to move to Florida. So I moved to Florida last year, uh, get everything done here, move to Florida. And I'm over in Florida and I walk into a studio and like it's got the name, my name's on it. You know, there's a few seats there for a little audience and all this kind of stuff. And all the production team were there and then COVID hits and I go from kind of Oprah Winfrey show to uh, a guy like doing hostage videos in his, in his apartment. Yeah. I was literally, <laughs> I may as well have been just vlogging. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was yeah. like, yeah, so welcome to the Conor Moore show. We've no golf for about eight weeks, but uh, tune in next week to see what's coming on the Conor Moore show. Conor yeah. Moore show. You were literally filling time. And then they wanted me, they, obviously we have a second season that's starting actually uh, on the 13th of April. And I said to them, because I was pretty much bound in a house in Florida last year. Now, I wasn't too bound, but I didn't really know anybody there either. Like, and in Florida, is a weird place. Like, you're 35 minutes from everywhere. You're 35 minutes from the airport. You're 35 minutes from the shopping mall. You're 35 minutes from the golf channel. You're 35 minutes from the bathroom in your house. You're just 35 minutes from everywhere. And I said to the golf channel, I was like, um, I'll do the second series of the show, but can I do it in Dublin? And without even like a second's thought, they were like, yeah. I actually do it for Mullingar. Great. Yeah, Great. so I'm just going to do it from my golf club, Mullingar, Mullingar Golf Club. Great. Do you do it with green screen and all that? Uh, parts of it, yeah. And then we'll try and set up a little bit of a set because it's easier when you have a set. The green screen, like, uh, it's just more editing for people. But right. um, you can do it from anywhere. Like, And we have a lot of sketches done as well. Like, So um, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it now. In the next yeah, weeks. no, and the Masters is coming up as well. So you're going to be busy. And I'm and all of us are really looking forward to seeing the Masters. And also, you know, a lot of pe- more people... Will, will tune into what you're doing because of the Masters as well. Um, anybody you managed to piss off over the years? I, I don't know. Everybody has been like, especially in golf and everything, like they've like really warmed to it. In the GEA, like, geez, I couldn't hammer Broly enough. He just loves it. You know, <laughs> like, Nan. Davey Fitz actually did um, a podcast with uh, Dion Fanning. Uh, I think both of us did it as well, Ireland Unfiltered. And um, uh, he said that... Uh, because he asked him about my impersonation of him. Because I used to have him and Jura as a double act when I was at yeah, Joe. Yeah. So he said, uh, you know, I've seen the yoke. He goes, I haven't seen it, you know, and I don't like looking at it. You know, I yeah. a fella came up and he did me in a gig there a couple of years ago. And it was actually me, but I don't think he copped it. it was, <laughs> but I went up and done him at a gig. And he was right beside me. And sure, I was doing the whole thing. You know, I'm not saying a word. I'm not, you know, you know listen, there's yeah. a lot of faces here. And I'm not there, Broly, there, the bollocks. I'm not talking yeah. in front of him, you know. Yeah. And I was giving him this. And he was just kept putting his head down. And then even Marty at the end of it asked him, he says, uh, do you like it, Davey? And then he says, uh, ah, look, listen, if people are laughing, they're laughing, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. And so he's the only guy, I think, I don't yeah. know, 
but it, it, it's hard not to caricature David. Like he, to be fair, oh, like I, I love him oh, Jesus, for what yeah. he gives us yes. in the hurling. Like he's just yes. he's so easy to do. Like he gives you so much content. Just back to the golf, just for a second. There doing Tiger is is obviously interesting from another perspective because Tiger is an African American man, and. You might be aware, I'm sure you are aware of the whole controversy surrounding, for example, Hank Azaria in The Simpsons not being able to do the voice of Apu because it's judged to be cultural appropriation. So I'm wondering, have you had any encounter with that idea of anybody telling you, hey, man, you're doing a black man's voice? Or uh, do you have an issue with doing a black person's voice? Or do you just see it as an omnivorous thing that you do anybody's voice that you can do? Uh, I would kind of see it um, like for me to turn around and say I'm not doing that voice because uh, that's a black guy. Like that is that not racist? You know what I mean? I should be just doing anyone's voice I can do. Like lately, I've been kind of practicing even like Will Smith. <clears throat> you know, it's like me and Jada, man. You know, Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? Mario Rose, dog, baby. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the only the difference between doing uh, Will and doing Tiger is that, like, with Tiger, I don't. People often make the joke, like, uh, you'll see comments on it and say, "Oh, why didn't you blackface doing Tiger or whatever?" You know, this kind of stuff. And then there'll be a little argument under it. But it's all I need to do. Tiger is put a tiger hat on and a red yeah. T-shirt, and I'm Tiger. Now that yeah. doesn't, you know, obviously. Um, that's different then if I'm doing Will Smith. I'm like, how do I dress up as well? Like, I do Rio Ferdinand in the soccer, and it's like, I, sometimes I put a hat on. Yeah. I don't even know why, but I just, you know what I mean? That's it. You know, you put it on because, you know, you know, I don't London geezer, mate. You know, and that's it, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> great. Know, that's, that's, that's great, you know, Rio Ferdinand. That. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I just don't really look at it that way. Um, when I did the Paddy's Day video, actually, I, I got a couple of um, comments from people, and there was a big argument on Twitter underneath my thing where uh, some women were offended that I didn't, like when I put it on Facebook, there was 25 people in it. One woman, which was Katie Taylor, which is like the only woman I do. You know what I mean? Katie Taylor, so it was great. You know, just put it on, you know, talk about God and all that, you know. Very much like the one that you did probably, I probably robbed that off you. <laughs> um, so I was doing Mario Rosen talks to Katie Taylor. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I uh, I put it on Twitter, but I had to cut it because I could only put two, uh, two minutes and 20 up. Um, so I cut, like, just because I, I didn't just do the impersonations. I did the story of St. Patrick. And I was able to cut a few people out to make it fit to 220. So then a few people commented there was no women in it. Like, and you said it was the 21 personalities of Ireland talking about St. Patrick. And uh, that was just a case of, like, I don't really do women. It's actually something I looked at this year and I want to do women. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But I, I found that a bit crazy that, like, you know, people were saying that they were offended because I didn't put women, like, it wasn't like... You know, I'm a guy that does guy impressions. I know, know I, mean? I know, absolutely. And and but don't worry about it, Connor. Similarly, I get slagged off for being a man who does women. Yeah, that's <laughs> you don't know where the line is or where you're yeah. treading. Like, but at the end of the day, like somebody's always going to be offended by something, no matter what you do, and and someone's yeah. always going to say you don't sound like them. Like that, if, if you kind of live by those things on online and stuff, like you really would do nothing. Like Exactly. Now, discovering new characters is something that always excites uh, people like you and I. So, for example, um, when 2006, I think it was, came along, I remember discovering, um, I remember Ian in the office and we were just we were just chatting in the office and he went, Jesus, the, the, the guy for Chelsea, it was 2005 or whatever. And he went, Jesus, the guy for Chelsea, Jose Mourinho. And I was going, oh, geez, I know he's just so ridiculously cool. And Ian goes, um, do you do him? Do you go, do him? And I went, no, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I don't. Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. No, 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 I do, I do, I do, Jesus, I do do him. So in other words, it was a kind of an inflection in your voice that you found where you realize <laughs> it's quite easy for you to do him. You know one of those that um, it's quite easy for yeah, you to, yeah. yeah, so in other words, it's, it's, it's one of those ones. So for example, 
A one I had difficulty doing for years was Gay Byrne at the beginning. So I would talk like that as Gay Byrne and come up and down and there you go. Until basically I just said to myself, basically I just started saying to myself, relax, just relax. And I remember thinking, I was recording myself and I remember thinking, oh my God, there is something within your voice, my sonny, which is Gay Byrne etc. It's a gay burn is inside me. I have a little bit of gay in there so I don't have to do all the over the top bit. All I have to do is relax and let the voice come out. And there it was, young Conor Moore. There he is, the young Tyro, the young upstart. There he is on his lovely, lovely sure microphone. Uh, no, but, and it was there and then I realised that all I had to do was relax and the voice came. And um, so I'm sure that's been the case with you as well that some voices have come instantly to you because they are very like your own tomber or something yeah uh, I remember doing Brawley for ages and I was like uh, you know tell you drone drone very good to, to be you know, and I was kind of like that you know and I don't know whatever happened I like I think I was honestly I think I was sitting on the jacks one day and then I just went something about I thought he sounded one day it was weird I thought he sounded like um he was like salivating a lot or something it was something weird i kind of like and i put his lip out or something and went you know i tell you you know it's a really genuine genuine and i like got it and sometimes you just get it like that yeah yeah. like for it like anytime i start a new impression like people always go oh you have a natural gift for that and i'm like all right give me a new one and i'll show you like i can't do it for jack like i Mm. like anybody else in the room i can't do it for jack like but like you, you sit down you listen to it and you could be listening to someone for like two weeks and not mm. really get it and then you catch something yeah one day you just catch one word it was yeah. like tiger even with the conditions are tough mm. i realize he said that a lot mm. in in um he came off and he always said the same thing after mm. interviews so i mean mm. there was a couple of words like oh, really good and i played well and when mm. i got those words then i mm. built the whole character around that you did yeah but yeah I, 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 I will say i do think i have a bit of an adv- uh I think my voice might give me a bit of an advantage in a sense where I have a very flat voice. Like nobody has ever come up to me and says, you're from. One of my questions, one of my questions on my on on the piece of paper I wrote down, I have it here. He has a Midlands accent. It's a flat accent. Does that mean that he can get in inside and is a bit more elastic that it's not he's not a Waterford man or he's not a Donegal man or he's not a Cork man or he's not a Dublin man? The Midlands accent helps you maybe. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think it does, um, especially just picking up American accents and then UK accents. Um, there's it's it's yeah, I find I, I like I always was able to put on accents like, you know, from doing that growing up or whatever. But I think there's yeah a flatness, you know, but there's some accents then I can't do like I can't do like a, a Morgan Freeman, like where it's really deep Um and like, especially like if I'm doing a live gig, if you have to get me to go real deep, it, it's very hard for me. While like Nan, like is, he's not, he's not really deep at all, you know, because it's kind of, it's, it's ass weaky, you know, Jose is kind of like that too, you know, even like when you do Trump, I love doing Trump over in America, you know, you got to do it. I think it's a fantastic Mario, fantastic podcast. I'm so happy to be on. I mean, you're the only person that will allow me on. That's fantastic. You know, there, there's certainly some people I can do like Klopp. I don't find easy to do. But like when I'm doing clap a lot of the time, sometimes I'll have to walk away because my voice just isn't there because he's very crackly. So he's he he's very deep. Oh, for sure in this moment, you know, you have to play better and stuff, you know, like that. And, he, you know, he's got the teeth and he's like this. <laughs> but um, when I when I wake up in the morning, my clap is brilliant. You know, your, your morning voice is a little bit dry. <laughs> it's a little bit, you know, crackly. Very good. My clap, like if I want to do them or something, I'll just wait. I'll do them in the morning. I'll get them yes. done early. 
So I haven't done. And there's some people like that. Jim Nance in the golf as well. You know the guy in America? Hello, friends. Ian Walker. Jim has got this like crisp, cool. He's the voice of golf. And one for the he, ages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A mm. putt for the ages. Mm. And it I if you ask me to do him, especially like after I ate something or I drank a coffee or something, I I I wouldn't be able to hit the you just wouldn't get it. But I can get it in the mornings. It's funny, yeah. It's funny because uh, I guess I come from... Also, the difference between me, me and me as well is I come from a different... Um, ge- slightly different generation. So, for example, you're talking about Jim Nance. And when I was growing up, of course, uh, I used to the, the, you know, be listening to all the, the different commentators and it would be, you know, people like, you know, uh, David Coleman, Alberto Waterida, the Cuban, opens his legs and shows his class. <laughs> and then, you know, and then Ted Lowe. Tony Knowles, six foot two, incredibly handsome, the pinup of the snooker world. He's about to take to the table. Um, and then, you know, so it, all of these sort of, all, and even down to like, the, you know, you're mad into horse racing. So it was like, even down now, Peter O'Sullivan coming down now, the mare's going to get up. The mare is going to get up. Dawn Run comes down to the vital huddle. He's done a wayward lad. He's coming there as well. Here comes Connor Moore. Connor Moore comes on it. So you'd be doing all these fellas. And, and of course, they're now ancient, you know, and they're, they're all dead, most of them, you know, but um Incredible how, the, how we move on through the generations as well as do them. Here's a compliment for you um, as well. Uh, I always find that finding new characters is always a wonderful thing. And, of course, Pascal Donoghue was a character that I found in the last t- two years. And I really enjoy doing him for a variety of reasons, Connor. I mean, which you can imagine yourself. But I was listening to your Paddy's Day impressions. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you know who was blown away by? I was blown away by your Mihal Martin. So, Taoiseach, I don't know if you would be able to say a few words to us today now about that, but I thought it was a great impression by young Conor Moore. Well, can I just say good evening? I very, 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 very happy to be on the podcast, of course. I feel, you know, I'm asking people to stay positive very, very soon. We'll be able to That's go back out. The, the wet pubs will open. And when they do, <laughs> never will so much be drank by so few. That's fucking brilliant. That is one of your best. That's he, one of your best. Where, where did you, me that is absolutely uh, brilliant. He took me a while now. He took. Uh, it did take me a while to get him, but I was. I was. I would say I spent. I remember I did Darren Gary's podcast and actually I did him on hers. It wasn't, and I didn't feel he was there yet. And um, we did him, and then I kind of a couple of weeks after that, then around after Christmas, I kind of had him, and I kind of had in my head I'd do a video for Paddy's Day as well, so I kind of wanted him for that. Um, Pascal was on my list as well. I never got around to him. He's such a like funny accent and. You know, the thing about politics is there's any like I would have said, you know, doing the soccer over, or doing I've doing a lot of sport over the last couple of years. But just from the outside looking in, like I, I'd read the paper every day and stuff like that, keep up with what's going on. Um, but I would have found politics really boring about two years ago. I thought it like uh, there wasn't just much happening. You know, Fine Gael were in power like there wasn't much controversy. Now, when I know, listen, it's a lot of bad news the last year and a half. But, like, it's been since, obviously, since Fianna Fáil have come back. It's a bit of a shit show, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> And, like, for the likes of me and you, like, and people like that, more so, obviously, you uh, you do more so. But uh, the good times are kind of back, that kind of crack, you know what I mean, with the politics yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, I always, one of my favourites of yours was Bertie Ahern. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's just so good. Bertie's just so much skullduggery about him, you know. Yeah. He's, 
politics it was just, kind of back. Yeah, Bertie. So Bertie was just that idea, Roger the Dodger character, really. I mean, I used to get a lot of flack for... Uh, oh, your man Rosenstock is giving Bertie Ahern a good name because he's making him really cuddly and nice on the radio. And they didn't really get it because what I was actually showing on the radio was that Bertie was untouchable, that nobody could get their hands on Bertie, that he used to struggle out of each little situation like, you know, the coyote and the roadrunner, you know. And that was really the joke I was playing. But anyway, but uh, listen, in relation to um, in relation to yourself, Connor, I just want to say uh, you're, you've been an absolute pleasure as a guest to talk to as well. Often, um, you know, Often comedians and, 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 and people, maybe people who do impressions as well, they, they have quite a lot of insecurity and maybe, uh, I don't know, quite protective of what they do, maybe to use a euphemism. But I find that the success you have and the openness you have, have um, sits very lightly on your shoulders. You're very, very easygoing. Um, you don't seem to be a very uptight person. And uh, I have to say you are fucking incredibly talented and uh, it's been an absolute joy to have you on the podcast. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. Can I just say, coming from you, that is very, very high praise, and thanks very, very much for having it. Like I said, it is like Tiger Woods bringing me on today, bringing me out to play golf. I've always been a massive, massive fan. Sign, <laughs> sign off, sign off, because another one, another recent one of yours that I really liked as well, which is totally different to the way I do him, is you might as well sign off the podcast as Michael O'Leary. I really like your Michael O'Leary as well. Off you go. Yes, well, look, I have to say, I thought the whole conversation was pure shit, and I should have charged you more for bringing me on. You bollocks. Fuck you. Good luck. <laughs> Shut up and go away, Connor. <laughs> Mario, thank you. In the words of Tommy Tiernan, you know, it was a real pleasure talking to you. <laughs> thank you, Scobar. That's hepped off for you. Good luck. What a legend. Thanks a million to Connor Moore for that. And I really loved talking to Connor. As I said, I've never um, met him before. So I just exchanged a couple of messages, messages with him over social media. And he really was uh, and is a lovely guy. The first episode of the new season of The Conor Moore Show is out on Tuesday, April 13th on NBC's Golf Pass. Make sure to check it out. And it's going to be big because the Masters, of course, is always the second weekend in April. And we're all looking forward to that, or at least those of us who like golf. And during the interview, Conor also talked about the long haul bar that he loves spending time in in New York. What he didn't mention was that he just opened his own bar in New York called The Westbury, located on 38th Street and 5th Avenue in New York City. And... I mean, I really wanted to go to New York last August for my 50th birthday. And uh, I had plans to party it up with my wife and kids and, and watch Roger Federer in the first round of the US Open. And of course, none of that happened. But if ever I do get a chance to go back to New York City, Connor, I will visit the Westbury. Um, check that out too if you're ever over there, folks. Anyway, listen, thanks a million for listening. Same time, same place next week. Get in touch. MarioRosenstock at gmail.com and all the social media. Happy Easter. Bye bye.